was was good. No. Oh, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> why, <laughs> why did I know you were going to do that? What's good, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of Free Game, where the only thing that we do on this channel is what? Keep it a stat. And I got my own brother here with me, Joshua Anthony Benefit. Oh my god, government name. Government is, come on. Oh, it's, too, right it's too hot. We'll cut that. We won't. I got my boy Josh out here. We're going to talk to the people, man. What's going on, folks? Josh, Jab, you know what's going on. Come to show love to my boy podcast. Love that. Got some great combo for y'all today. Sure, um, sure. Make sure you like, share, tell your mom, your dad, your friends. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Only, only more good content on the way, so That's it. we're excited. That's all it is to it. All right, brother, without further ado, let's get into it. The first question that I got for you is, how is Jab going? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is about to be funny. How is Jab going, though? Let's start there. Um... Jab, for those that don't know, yeah. I am a photographer. I do photogra photography and videography um, on the side. And my company is called Jab Productions. So the Jab stands for Joshua Anthony Benefield. Yep. Kicked it off probably about a year and a half ago. Almost two years now. Um, and it's been a journey for sure. And I guess to kind of answer your question right now, it's, it's going. And so I have a passion for it. I have a passion for photography, videography, and I do love it a lot. Okay. But just kind of moving out here has been a transition period in general. Um, and I haven't really been able to kind of find my grounding as I would want to. Um, and I still have a lot of good ideas and things that I'm and working on, kind of seeing fruition, and I'm starting to just get back into it, doing a few little birthday shoots here and there, going to record a comedy show coming up. And so starting to kind of slowly get back into the groove. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's still, still love it a lot. It's always fun doing it. Just kind of got to be a little bit more disciplined and really making sure that I continue working and tap into it. For sure. So let me ask, what made you get into photography, videography? Is it just photography that you specialize in? Are you trying to branch out to the videography too? What does that look like? Is it a combination of both? What is the passion or the um, the reasoning mm -hmm. that really inspired you to go down that field? Yeah. I'm gonna switch this song. I don't like this song. Play some Rallo. Can't do that. Uh-oh. Rallo is, is the best rapper right now. It's Rod Wade. He's not even a rapper. Really so the best artist of all time. Shout out to MJ on the side. <laughs> Later. Second MJ is crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, just kind of like, I've always loved the arts, right? So I grew up drawing, grew up painting, grew up doing a lot of different things, and that was just natural. I loved it. Okay. It just took a lot of time. Um, and I think naturally kind of as I got to college and mm. things just didn't line up. And I thought I wanted to go somewhere else and do something different. Okay. Um, you said things did or things didn't line up? Didn't really line up. Just in terms of timing, like mm. if you've ever done a painting okay. or something like that, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of hours. And so I think okay. I didn't really have the discipline enough at the time to really sit down for hours on hours, weeks on weeks to really finish. And I did love it. I love the finished product. I love the process about it. But... Um, it just took a lot of time, and I thought I kind of wanted to go somewhere different. Um, but I did have a camera in high school that I would take, that would bring around here and there and just take pictures of my uh, uh, friends. Oh, my God. No, I get it, though. Just taking pictures of my friends. Yeah, just for fun. Um, yeah. Very, very much for fun. Okay. And then college comes around, and kind of end up getting just back into it. Took yeah. a few pictures for 
like this fashion vlog university fits and from there yeah. it was like you know did a few graduation photos and things like that and they kind of took off from there but i think the two biggest things that kind of keep me engaged is one is it's just a creative outlet for me um and mm -hmm. and has always been and i think that's a part of me that i always need to feed is that creative aspect so at first it was drawing I tried to DJ for a little bit. Right. You saw how that went. Um, <laughs> but the DJing wasn't for you, though. You it feel was, me? It was cool, but yeah. And now it's kind of more on the photography side, videography side. So it's a creative outlet. And one, it's just, I get to be around a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like somebody different that I get to talk to, engage with every shoot. And it, yeah. it's fun. Like it's just dynamic. It kind of keeps me engaged. I think I get energy from people. So that kind yeah. of is something that keeps me there. Um, and I think that's kind of what's really got me into it and kind of keeping me moving, I think, within it, so. No, um, for sure, I love that. And you brought up University Fits. For the people who didn't go to UGA or don't know what University Fits is, can you explain a little bit to them, like, what University Fits is, what that looks like, what was yeah. the purpose of that? And so, the biggest thing about, um, I think, so University Fits is a, a fashion blog, essentially, where, um, people who wear certain clothes and things were getting highlighted on campus. And actually, University Fits is still a thing, so if you're on campus, um, oh, you or plan on going to the University of Georgia, UFITS is still a thing, they're doing a great job of keeping it alive, have a lot of different aspects and things like that, so definitely tap in. But it's really just a platform to appreciate the clothing, honestly, of minority students at the university. Um, and I think, for me, all of my family went to HBCU, um, and so fashion and that culture is very big at those schools. It's big in the, in the African-American community and minority community it is. in general, but I think it was just something that they have fits page for a lot of uh, HBCUs across the country, and so mm. it was just like, okay, maybe let's bring Bringing this and let's see what this you know looks like. Um, and just making sure that the black and the, the culture and our culture was still being celebrated where we weren't as much represented right it's only six eight seven eight percent of us for real so it was just something to kind of promote and make sure that we're still celebrating what we do and what we love so um yeah i mean it took off it was getting a lot of good traction um and it's continuing to do well and so it's kind of been revamped and shout out to the people who are running on campus but yeah Show shout out to the people who run it on campus. Was you ever on that on the page? Uh, Y'all didn't oh. put me on oh. it. I actually a couple of times with throwing a fit. Maybe go to Tate. <laughs> uh, don't think I was seen. It is what it is. Can't catch every That's trigger, nice. I suppose. <laughs> That's all right. Some of the fits that I saw in there, uh, you know. Nah, they we. It, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, you gotta get. You gotta get into it. Though. <laughs> Definitely drop drip. That's on us. So my next question, Josh, is going back to the photography and the videography. Uh, I know that there was a big time period, a certain time period where it was really taking off in college. Like life was good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> No, it was, it was, it was, was, it was going, really taking bro. off. Going. Bookings were, going. the demand was higher than the supply at some point, and you were still in school. You were still a student leader, still managing your classes, your organizations, job search. So, like, with your photography taking off at the same time, um, I guess my first question is, 
How was that managing trying to have a small startup, a small business, and being an entrepreneur while still being in school? That's the mm. first part of the question. And then the second part is for those people who want to do the same thing, what are things that you noticed that you wish you would have known or, or, or challenges or obstacles that came up along your pathway? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, Thanks, man. I think, and, and I know you can attest to this, I mean, just in your own experiences, but um, it definitely got tough a lot doing a lot of things on campus. Like, yeah. I know we both did a lot of things on campus, having to balance those things on a day-to-day. I will say just naturally and just being a hundred, senior year was kind of cruise control, honestly, mm. especially second semester, not as many hours once had a job and kind of figured that out things yeah. were just a little bit less stressful so i genuinely had a lot more time to kind of invest into photography mm, um okay but i honestly don't think i did the best job of really balancing i think i would stress myself out a lot whether that was overbooking or because again that was my first like this is my first real, real i've had a lot of entrepreneurial ideas and stuff right. but this was my first time where it was really like taking, taking off, off. Like, had to really have a website with booking, right? Mm, you did Different things, having to work with clientele, applying for grants and things like that. Like, it different was really... Different target audiences, too. Different. It wasn't even just black people. Yeah. It was different fraternities, different sororities, yeah. different party organizations, different groups. Just very versatile yeah. in what you was doing. Yeah. Did and so, you like that? I did. I mean, it was, it was a blast being able to... I think I started to kind of hone in... When I first started, it was like, I kind of do whatever. I think after a certain time, I kind of started to hone in on what I really enjoyed. And that was really more so like events and the things where I was a part of what was going on, right? Portraits, you're outside. And I, don't get me wrong, I do enjoy portrait photography a lot. But I like at the events, kind of getting those candid moments where people are just naturally in their state, right? Being themselves. If you're knowing that you're about to take pictures, you're going to look different. You're going to do things differently versus you just being you in right. whatever place that you was being in. And I like being able to capture those moments and giving somebody a photo of like, damn, I didn't know you got that. Oh yeah, I did. And now it's always oh, a profile pic or now I see them using it. It just feels good. But um, going back to just kind of that first question, I think it was, so with that, it being my first thing, it was just a, I was learning a lot. So not only was I learning in school, but I was also trying to learn how to balance this. And being a senior, naturally, whatever I was doing, I was thinking about what that would look like in the future. Right. Um, and so I was trying to figure out and really invest that time into figuring out, like, can I do this moving forward? What do I need to do to moving forward? And it was just it was just naturally kind of hard to balance at times. But um, what advice I, do you have for the people who are trying to do that now? Yeah. I would say, I mean, one, you have to, you got to commit to something. Mm. And I think that's very, very important. I think people have ideas all the time. And I know, like, being an entrepreneur is the culture nowadays. Like, everybody wants to have an idea. Like, that's a stigma. But you have to really, really hone in and take that step to actually commit. I think that's the first step. And scheduling and organization is probably the second biggest thing. Like, I was never a person that would... Beyond classes and meetings, I wasn't locking in my day-to-day of, like, what I was doing every hour, what I needed to be doing, right. a to-do list every day of things to taken care of. I, if I forgot it, I forgot it. If I remembered, I remembered. 
that's not a good place to start because you have organizations, you got classes, you have a lot of things that you have to finish. Like entrepreneurship is great. I was still trying to get my degree. I still had to serve in the roles that I needed to serve in for those organizations. Um, and I think when people are trying to balance that, they have to remember like, you can't overcommit yourself or you can't overextend yourself to things. But a lot of that overextension just comes with how you balance and schedule out the time that you have. Like a lot of times when I felt overwhelmed or felt like I was doing too much, I just wasn't scheduling and planning my days out right or really using mm. my time effectively too. So it really wasn't I was doing. Optimizing your time. Right. And it wasn't like I was doing too much. It was just more so the fact that I wasn't using my time effectively. Like there's people I know that are doing great and successful doing 100 things a day, but they know how to use their time. And so they don't, it's not viewed as being overextended or doing right. too much. It's just, I'm managing what I got going on. Managing so. what I got going on. And for those who don't know, it's called a box system. So not to get off topic, but it's called a box system. Look that up when you can. It definitely helps you manage your time. I use it 100%. And for sure, and you basically write down everything that you want to do in life, mm. right? You write down your hobbies, you write down your job, you write down if you want to go to the gym, you write down what you want to do and you figure out what time frame, what time are you waking up? If you wake up at 8 a.m., okay, cool. You're going to go to the gym from 8 to 10 a.m., cool. You work from 10 to 5, cool. After the gym, what are you going to do? And yeah. then you adjust it and you tweak it and you try that system until the system works for you and for everything else that you have going on. So it's actually very beneficial. So look that up. It's called a box system. Is that something that you've been, I guess, using for? How has your process or journey been using a box? Since I've been using it, it's been really, really good. And uh, honestly, I wish that I would have used it more when I was in college, mm. when I was DJing or when I mm. was involved in my organizations because once you put it in a time frame and in a system, it'll tell you, based off of writing stuff down, what you have time for and yeah. what you don't. Mm. It really will, and then it'll make you decide what is more important right. to you because you can't do everything. Like right. That's just not possible. Right. So it'll make you decide what's more important to you. Okay. Um, my next question to you, Josh, is what does a photographer and or a videographer need the basic essentials to get started, mm. to take off someone who is really trying to get into this career field, this path, what do they need as the starter pack? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I wouldn't even say it's really a starter pack. It's more so just okay. a starter item. Mm. You just need a camera. Just a camera. And honestly, you just, and it doesn't have to be an external camera. Almost everybody I know has a phone. Right. Start with the phone. Android? Uh-oh. Uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so iPhone people. But just genuinely, like, it's, photography at its core is just photography. It's just taking a picture, right? And you have the other elements, the professional cameras, the extra equipment and things like that. But I think to really start... It's really just getting out there. Whether you do have the opportunity to get an actual camera, if you don't have those means, go out with the phone, right? Start recording videos. Start, like there's a dude named Cole Bennett. Um, he's a one of the most famous, really, for t videographers, honestly. Um, he does a lot of music videos and things like that. Dirt, Yachty, a lot of their, I mean, the, the list goes on um, just for the people that he's done and he's shot. And... He's done some of his most recent works and projects on an iPhone. 
Like if you go and look at Lil Yachty's past two, three videos, they were shot on an iPhone and right. And there's different yeah. editing and different techniques, but right. I think he's just showing like you can work and create and craft you with don't the need simplest the most perfect with the simplest you just need things. To get started. Right. They have a passion for what you're doing. Yeah. And I think once you really and I would just say take pictures everywhere. Whether that's of people, whether that's of landscapes, whether that's of event, like whatever it is, because you want to start to learn what your eye is, what you like to shoot, and what you just naturally have a good eye for. Like, I think that'll kind of go into the work that you try to do. Like, you might like to shoot something, but you also might have a great eye for another aspect that you want to kind of tap into as well. Like, you might just be able to do great studio shoots and come up with really creative ideas to really maximize that created lighting or you really do good in landscape right. and you really find good angles of a mountain that people want to use in their house or they want to make that a wallpaper so really just bringing out having any type of camera videos or pictures and just starting taking them like being intentional with that take them to events when you go travel if you're asked whatever that might be and just start practicing honestly and you'll start to figure out where you want to go and what you want to what you want to shoot great response I love that 10 out of 10. <laughs> 12 out of 10. Um, my next question is... I don't know if y'all can hear the music in the back, but... Now they can. I might like to listen to with the headphones on. I'm okay with that. Um, I know other entrepreneurs are going to be able to relate to this question that I'm about to ask you. They might not be able to relate to relate from a photographer. They might not be able to relate from a, from a photographer <laughs> sense or a videographer sense, but as an entrepreneur, was it stressful or how stressful was it? when people that you were very close with expected discounts mm -hmm. or deals or had expectations of what that looked like because everyone says that it's not the best idea or it's not the easiest idea to mix friends with business. Mm -hmm. Just because business is business and friendship is friendship, but what does that look like for your life or how did that look like for your life? Yeah. Because you knew a lot of people on right. campus. Right. And you're a cool guy, so you were cool with a lot of people on campus. So maybe that translated people automatically assumed A, B, C, D, E, F, right. and G. Right. Was that a challenging phase, challenging process? Fairly simple, easy. Yeah. People maybe did expect, didn't expect. What does that look like? Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if it was super, super challenging. Okay. Um, I think it kind of just depends on how you were approached by the other person or whoever was coming for the service or the business. Um, mm. I think it does, it can get kind of sticky at times, but I also think too, like, People who understand the time and the work that goes into certain things just naturally will want to support in the ways that they can. Um, 
And so I didn't really run into to many point. or if any really where it was like people coming up to me saying like like I offered it or had those times where I would kind of go and understand whether it was just support or whatever. I just felt like it's okay. Like I can, I'll do this for free. I'll do this at a discount. But I didn't have a lot of people come up to me and initially be like, hey, right, can I, can you shoot me for free or can you, can I get this discount rate or things like that? But I think it gets tough naturally for entrepreneurs in general because like, especially around the people that I grew up with, you just naturally want to, once you're doing something well or doing something, you want to be able to offer that or be able to provide that for you the people around you or when you're doing successful you want to be able to help and bring others around you with you like and so I think it might be like well if I can do this then I'm not going to trip if it's if, if you've been around for this or we just have that type of relationship um because you've seen that journey or you've seen how things kind of come into fruition and if you're have a really close relationship with somebody I feel like it at times, I think, and I, pre- I feel like other entrepreneurs might be able to attest, but just like a, um, if I eat, you eat type deal. Or like if, if I am doing well, you do well. Or if I have something, like I want to share this with you regardless. But I don't know if it was really, really that much of a challenge. Because I think just naturally people respected that it was a business that it was a business um and it did i will say it did take me a minute to get there because i was shooting for free for a while before i started charging but i think that was naturally just like building my portfolio and trying to understand like do i really have what it takes to actually start charging people and making sure that my product was good enough before i started putting a price tag on it um and so don't get me wrong, I shot for free for a long time and still do from time to time. Um, but I think once I kind of established myself and people would also, once you kind of put it in there and really commit and really show like, this is what I'm doing and monetize that and properly market it as you're monetizing, whatever that might be. Monetize your passions, I, you feel me? Monetize your passion. I'm telling you. Um, I feel like naturally people will start to respect that and understand that. And we'll just approach it differently or approach you differently. So, yeah. Know your worth. Know what you have to offer. But don't try to BS people either, though. No. Don't try to finesse and BS people either. Because people can look at your quality for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And determine to them. And it is subjective and by perspective. But if it's worth it to society's perspective too. So I think that that's a really big point. When you were DJing, did you ever have to go through that of people kind of like asking you to do a party for for free or for (laughs) discounting? Um, I think it was weird because... I don't know if anyone ever came up to me and said, hey, will you DJ my party for free? Or hey, come and DJ for free. Or can you can you do this for the brotherhood? But I think it was said, but in a different format or in a different way. It was just more so like, hey, can you DJ for my birthday? But and not communica- talking prices or <laughs> Yeah. Ah, okay, and the okay, communication okay. was very, very general. So me being me... I was like, yeah, for sure, I got you, cool. 
and I wouldn't ask for money afterwards because I I was cool with the person, I did love with the person, but I was hoping slash did expect at the end of that they'd be like ah here's fifty dollars or here's sixty dollars mm-hmm. for doing the service facts. Just like off the principle, off yeah. the respect. But there was a lot of times where that didn't happen though. And I didn't press the issue or I didn't ask. It was just kind of like a damn type of thing. Because yeah. DJing is like, that's four hours. It's a long time. And unless you're a DJ, like people don't really look at it like that. Yeah. But four hours is a long yeah, you gotta create part of your day. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's yeah. kind of long. So. Even fact, DJing four fact. hours for fifty dollars is it's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Even doing it for fifty dollars yeah. is insane. But I did go through that at the time. I wasn't as vocal and as um, confrontational about getting yeah. the money because at the end of the day, it's all love, and I always yeah. feel like things happen the way that they're supposed to and come back for sure. Yeah. You learn something through every experience. But yeah, yeah. I did go through that. Other times, people did. Um, if they didn't, if they didn't give me money, they would buy me drinks. Mm, okay. Oh well, yeah, facts, they would buy me drinks. Facts, so like, make sure ways. that I'm good in yeah. other ways. Yeah. If yeah. it wasn't money wise, it was always like in a different form of compensation yeah. or something like that. So. Yeah. Um, and I think to it also like, I'm just thinking about it. It would have been a lot different for us if we needed the money to live. Or to like, mm. and I think that's where it, we were on college. We still were taking classes. We still had a trajectory. A whether the side hustle went or not, like if, if the photography didn't win, I still would have graduated. I still would have found the jobs. Like I still would have had something going on. I feel like so because I didn't need the money right um, at all times. Sometimes it'd be like, oh, okay, it's okay. Right. Um, and I know times when I did kind of need a little bit more, right. it would be more just subconsciously of me thinking about, okay, let me see how I can make some income or see how I can do that. But if you don't really, if it really just is a side hustle and you don't need the extra funds, I feel like it gives a little bit more flexibility of having, of really being able to do things for free for people or at a discount of rent or stuff like that. So. No, I agree completely. Those are two different subjects, whether that's like your full-time job versus it being something that you're doing in undergrad. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. How much money did you make? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, solid number. Solid, solid. What... What resources can you give to upcoming photographers and videographers that are trying to promote their portfolio? Whether that's them being in college or them being outside of college, like, yeah, they need to take photos and just take photos, but like, Okay, now after I'm done taking photos, like where do I market my photos? What do mm-hmm. I do? What does that look like? Like how can I get my likeness and my brand and my image out there? Mm-hmm. I think. What are some steps that I can take? Yeah, I think three big things that I kind of that come to my head that I kind of think about um, is one leveraging social media, right? Instagram, TikTok. 
honestly, those are going to be your two best bets. But social media is becoming the number one marketing platform, if not already the number one marketing platform in the world. Agreed. Really use that, but get dynamic and be creative with how you promote. Like, don't just post a picture. Maybe do a reel or maybe add a little story behind it. You have to add some dynamicness to what you're posting, but you can do so many different things on social media now business tools analytics that literally give you logistics on how you can promote so you got who to promote to got who you got to want it yeah yeah want it want it want it want like, it you have to oh, once, 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 oh once. God. want to promote it oh yeah, yeah like you have oh to you got to want it yeah 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 you got to want it yeah um yeah instagram is a big big i mean instagram tiktok really big i don't even use those as much as i should be i'm trying to tap into tiktok right now um and seeing what that looks like but um, that's one thing I think secondly is using your friends as models for whatever market that you want to get into so if you want to really do portraits and outside portraits go shoot your friends and be creative with the shoots like hey I can you do this have this look hey let's try out this outfit or if you want to do a studio shoots get some studio time invite two or three of your friends and go in the studio and shoot them and figure out what you like to do, figure out what you want to do, and you use those photos to to get there, right? If you see a picture on Instagram of a, a shoot that you really like, and you're like, hey, I kind of want to try this out, use the people around you that you know will come and do the shoot, right? And just be like, hey, if you got some t- People love pictures. People want pictures just naturally. So it's nothing to ask somebody like, hey, let can you want to do this shoot? And you really use your friends and use the people... Use is a weird term, but you're having them be your models and things like that, and they're right there use. with you. Yeah, use, use. Ain't nothing wrong with yeah. use, though. Yeah, it, it seems it seems negative. wording, but yeah, it, but it's right. not yeah. though. It it's doesn't not. have to be. Right, right. It right. doesn't have to right. be. Right. It doesn't have to be at all. Um, and then lastly, take you when you're taking your photos around and when you're taking your pictures around. When you're taking it everywhere, especially in public places with a lot of people, so if you're going to events and things like that, that's really when you have to, you're really going out there and marketing yourself. Like, hey, I mean, I'm a good photographer. Let me take a picture of you. Or if you just have your camera around, people are going to be like, hey, can you take a picture? That is some of the best marketing that you can do to really get yourself out there. Because not only are you connecting with them and you're getting them pictures later on, they're going to reach back out and be like, hey. If they really like the pictures that you took, hey, can you? I got this event going on, or I got this going on, or something like that. Um, you start to get followers for your page because people are coming to the page to get the pictures, right? There's just a lot of little things that go into that that quickly start to build your network, build your platform. I mean, like the first big event I did on campus, I probably got a couple hundred followers just off of the principle that I was taking pictures of so many people and they wanted the pictures. Mm. Nothing extra, just the simple fact that they were coming back for the pictures where it allowed me to build that network and then it transpired into, hey, we got this going on. Can you come shoot this or let's do this or do that? So it's just a chain, but you just got to be boots on the ground and really going out there and taking the photos. That's an interesting phrase. Yeah, boots on the ground. I mean, that, like, go go to work. That's that Atlanta thing? Nah. (laughs) Shout out Atlanta. Shout out Covington. Yikes. 
City of violence. Violence? Yeah, City of Peace. violence. Covington, Georgia. No, sir. <laughs> Newland County. Luco. Stop it, please. We actually don't say Nuco. But we should start. Not shouldn't. Like Gco. No, that's not y'all. Nuco. <laughs> yeah. It don't. I gotta have the ton in there. Nah, but Nuco. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone be a photographer? <laughs> yeah, I can't count. You think so? Yeah. You just got to know your market. Because I mm, feel like... That's interesting. You might take different pictures that a lot of people might be like, ah, you don't really have the skill, but then you'll find somebody that's like, I love the way you take pictures. Come take these pictures. And then that, that'll that be that market of, okay, other people like it. Um... So, I don't know. I think everybody is naturally a photographer. It's just your perspective. Just your perspective. Like, That's you can take pictures on your iPhone and post those in a photo dump. You're technically a photographer. So, some people's perspective is just highly sought out than other people's perspective at that point. Like, the quote-unquote famous photographers. They're, oh, my God, they caught this. It's not necessarily that they're a better photographer. Their perspective is just... Right. Cause there's a bunch of people that could be like, shit. Everybody could say they're a DJ. Correct. Ooh. Or if yeah. you play, I mean, technically, if you play music. Yeah. And it, it, it get, I mean, it. My it craft, you get into my different. craft is a little more. <laughs> I respect it. No, I playing. respect it. But it's like maybe in certain occupations, everybody can't be it. Like everybody's not a doctor. Correct. Or not. No. Correct. Yeah, no, everybody's no, no, not no, a doctor. No, no. Everybody's, everybody's not a doctor. Wish, right. Wish you. Everybody's not a doctor. But it's yeah. certain things I feel like, Everyone especially in the arts, everybody could be. Everybody could be a everybody basketball could. player. Right. Everybody is a basketball I like, or anybody who plays basketball. Shoot a ball. Shoot a ball. But you, everybody can't be a doctor. Right. Everybody can't be a lawyer. Right. Everybody can be a photographer. I, I think so. Phone snap, click. Phone snap. Cool. Um, what are some common things? Are there gummy worms good? That's solid. They're definitely, they're, they're not as super, super chewy. Oh, God. <laughs> this is not good. I bought these for him because he likes these, but I didn't get the right ones. Thought I was doing a good deed. I appreciate it. Oh, my God. Uh, delicious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, What are some common things that you noticed in upcoming photographers who have either reached out to you or maybe some photographers that who haven't reached out but you saw them try to penetrate the market mm. that might have been have taken off that like they wanted to? What are some common errors that you've seen or noticed or recognized? It's mm-hmm. a great question. Um, I think and I, I have a good bit of kind of personal experiences with this um but yeah, I mean, you thanks. <laughs> thanks man I think naturally like when when you when people look up to somebody I think it's very very easy to get into a habit of trying to do what they're doing or recreate what they're doing and I think at times like people who have reached out to me or this this actually like uh oh so uh, <laughs> I think it free game <laughs> free game Give it to I me. just think it has to be like 
one, I was making a good bit of money for a college student as a side hustle. Not gonna tell. Not important. That's okay. Off camera. But with that, it establishes your credibility. It might. I was making a meal. I can't. I made a meal. So he's not being serious, y'all. <laughs> All right, back to the statement. But like, just make sure that you're going into it with the right reasons, mm. and really making sure that you have that passion, or you might not even have the passion at up top, but at least try to understand why you want to shoot, what you want to shoot, and really just attempt to shoot or attempt to be a photographer or attempt to create for the purpose of creating and seeing if you if that's something you enjoy or creating um like yeah for the purpose of creating I think I've talked to a few people and seen a few people and had very like directed comments about like hey I'm trying to make some more money can you teach me how to be a photographer can you teach me what you did versus like hey I'm just interested in photography. When they're not really. When they're not really. And I think it's so making sure that I think especially for that, like you have to know what you want to shoot and kind of have an idea maybe or at least a really attentive. But again, if you're going into it for monetary reasons, it's going to quickly, quickly, it's not going to go to where you think it's going to go because your drive and your commitment is not, it's just different. Granted, which I will say, and I think this is something that I can't really speak on as much. And I know we kind of alluded to it before, but I didn't need the money to continue my livelihood. There's some people that I know could be that are possibly some of the best photographers out there might have went into it just for the money or just for this certain aspect or just for cloud or just for the network or whatever that might be. Um... And if that is your main drive and that's your main motivation, then by all means, right, use that, push that. Like, I can't speak on what is your motivation, what's your passion, because there's people that have grown up in situations where money is, they just view things differently. Like, I've had the luxury and been blessed enough to have an opportunity to kind of explore passions, not having to be backed by money. But I know a lot of people don't have that luxury, so... Really just figuring out what your motivation is, right? If it's a passion for that photography, it's a great start. That's a great point to start because you want to continue to do it, whether that's going well or not. And say it's something different, that's just a point for you to understand. But really just take some time to understand it and don't just do it because you see somebody else being successful at it. Because mm. everybody's not going to be successful at whatever they might be trying. I agree, don't copy and paste. Right. Everybody has a different passion, different destiny, different heart for stuff. Yeah. And one more thing, if you God, Lee. No, I'm playing. Yeah, my I'm bad. No, <laughs> 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 nah, I want them to hear it for sure. Um, but even like specifically, and I think my last answer was a little bit more just kind of directed to people trying to get into entrepreneurial spaces in general, but photography specifically. If you are um, when it comes to like we said her before, like Chris said before, not copy and pasting, mm-hmm. you want to have something about your own style, about the pictures that you take. That makes you different. That makes you different. How you edit, what certain aspects you like to use. I think like, that's so real with entrepreneurship and or content creation. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with benchmarking and looking up to people who you 
inspired to be similar to yeah. because it's like a path that they created, something that sparked. But I don't think people genuinely understand that if you're trying to one, if you're trying to replicate someone's personality or somebody in life or the way that they do something the exact same way because they got famous off of it, you're literally not going to get famous or or blow as much as they did because it's already out there. Number they don't four. want two of the same plea. They don't want two <laughs> of <laughs> that instrumental on here they don't want two of the same people because they've already experienced that new that different and i feel like a lot of people make that error if i do exactly what they do i'm gonna blow exactly like they did maybe if you did it before them yes but now that we have that we need something new right so you got to be able to put your own twist your own natural pizzazz on what that looks like I just wanted to hone in on that point because I noticed that a lot. Yeah. People ask for advice and there's nothing wrong with that, but people take that advice and try to 2.0 you. You feel me? Like, what? Or 3.0 you. got to do something different. You don't have... You got to do something different. Yeah, you don't have your name written. Yeah. You got to bring value. Like, you got to bring value. Value proposition. You feel me? Key terms. Business. Terry. Facts. Um, Terry. Shout out Terry. Shout out Terry College of Business. Shout out Lions. Uh-oh. <laughs> Entirely too much. Shout out Charles Lions. That was my boy, Lions. my professor. Um, last question. If you had to wrap it up in one sentence, one piece of advice for my photographers and my videographers and my entrepreneurs out there in the world that's watching this, what would you tell them? What comes to mind? What's on your heart? If you could only put it in one sentence. Mm. Take your time. Something did come to mind. I genuinely think that mine is so much simpler than people make it be and less complex. And it's really just being who you are as a person. I truly do believe in life that if you're being who you are, things happen the way they're supposed to. And People say, ah, but I wasn't who I am now. But that's why you are who you are now because of the way that things happened when they did. And right. you realize that, you recognize that, you grew from that. So my advice is be you, be passionate because if you're competing, it, it, you love photography. You yeah. love being an artist. You love being a creative. Yeah. I don't. 
Yeah. And if I do, I don't love it nearly as much as you do. So if they put us in a room together and tell us to compete, even if I try my hardest, I'm not going to yeah. be able to beat you every day because that's something that you have a natural and burning passion right. for rather than that's something that might feel like work right. all the time to me. Yeah. So I think that that's my... Yeah. But and if I, you had to get... I guess my... Yeah. Yeah. I think mine would be... Make time for the things that you want to do. Or make time for when you want to create or what you want to create. I think everybody always has a lot of things going on. Life is life. There's going to be a lot of things that pop up here and there. Um, But I think at the root of everything is action. Right? You have to do. Like, you can have as many ideas as you want to as many thoughts as you want to, as many, as many vision boards as you can think of, as many agendas, planners, whatever, but things don't start happening until you actually take action. Um, and I think that comes down to actually allocating and making time to do those things. Um, like people say, people would people make time for what they want to make time for. I agree. If you want to create, if you want to do photography, if you want to be videographer, if you want to do content creation, if you're not making time to actually do those things, if you're not allocating and being disciplined to actually set time aside to invest into that, then it's not going to come into fruition. So that's I think that would be my biggest thing is just make time. If you want to do something, if you have some ideas, make time to do those and, and start taking action on that. Because, um, again, like, dreams are only... Uh, it's some type of quote that's like, dreams are only as good as the work. Uh, I'm sorry. Dreams is (laughs) only as good as the work. Actually, let me... Jad Productions. Let me... I'm just gonna... You can keep going. I'm about to look this up. Because I don't want to butcher it. I want to... But it's a good quote. Dreams... Dreams are only... (laughs) It's not good, y'all. Um... But that's pretty much it, man. While he's looking at that quote, um, I appreciate Jab Productions coming on here, talking to me. Shout out to Free Game. Shout out to Chris Clements. <laughs> Shout out myself out as Chris. I'm sorry. I had to laugh. Myself. That's just crazy. Shout out to Free Game. Shout out to Chris Clements. Shout out to Jab Productions. Um, Really excited to review this clip, look at this clip, edit this clip, and go ahead and get this out for this upcoming Sunday. That way y'all will have that um, background story, background context while we're waiting. Me and Josh were actually supposed to do a podcast branding type of thing <laughs> just like free game that a lot of people don't know because it never got out on social media. Yeah. Which was called Open Book, but Josh got all famous and big and decided <laughs> to pursue his passion of photography senior year of college when we were thinking about it, and it took off. So I'm very proud of him, very happy for him, but passion and uh, thoughts kept lingering around my mind still, even now he was doing his photography. So I'm really glad that free game came into fruition. And, Facts, facts, facts. Consistency. Did you so I, I this is, I didn't find the exact quote, but I do have one though. Stop dreaming. This is a this is if you remember one thing, stop dreaming about your bucket list and start living in it. That wasn't the 
That wasn't the exact quote that I was thinking of, but I think that goes back to the piece. Um, but, yeah. Shout out Free Game. You always going to get it real here. Um, stay tuned. Appreciate that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And without a further ado, who's out? Oh, we're supposed to say jab. Well, let's oh. try it again. Without a further ado. <laughs> my bad. We ain't rehearsed yet. Without a further ado, who's out? Jab out. Jab's out. Oh, my God. Jab. Oh. Paradox out, y'all. All right, y'all.